Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those too, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. Hello, sisters. Welcome to She Talks, a space for you to come home to your inner wisdom. I'm Sarah Von Stover, a yoga and meditation teacher, best-selling author, and founder of The Way the Happy Woman. And throughout the month of January, I'm offering a special series of seasonal classes here on the podcast called Chaotic Calm, Living from Your Confident Center in Turbulent Times. Because if you're like me and most people I know, you're finding yourself awake, anxious in the middle of the night, just worrying about the state of the world. And perhaps the next day, all the stress and exhaustion is causing you to throw a lot of your usual self-care out the window. Because here's the truth. We're facing times of tremendous uncertainty, both globally and individually. So in this mini series, I'm going to share with you the teachings that you need to more gracefully face all the challenges and curveballs that life might throw your way in the year ahead. So these talks are intimate, raw, and straight from the heart. And they're a taste of what I'll be teaching in great depth in my flagship program, The She School, a nine-month women's spiritual practice community, where we integrate women's yoga, meditation, spirituality, lifestyle, and more. It's a life-changing practice container 
to help you come home to yourself. With monthly online yoga and meditation retreats, classes with guest teachers, a global community of like-minded women, group mentoring calls, and fiercely loving support from me and my certified teachers, we start our journey on February 1st, but registration is open right now. You can learn all about it at theshe-school.com. Now on to today's talk. Please know that whatever kind of initiation you're facing right now, whether it's learning to stay sane with a new baby on board or trying to rekindle some sexiness into your long-term relationship or simply trying to stay connected to yourself so you don't spiral into exhaustion, you'll find boundless wisdom here to support you right away. Because miniature practices create massive transformations. So light a candle or draw a bath, maybe step outside for a walk. Do something good for yourself as you listen to this talk. And whatever you decide that is, just settle in, take a deep breath, and welcome home. So today's class, our first class, is all about creating consistent morning rituals, which I like to think of as breakfast for our souls. And I chose this topic because I have found that the num- one of the number one problems that women come to me with is the need, the desire to have a morning ritual and feeling like they don't have the time, they don't have the energy, they don't have the space in their home to do this. And a lot of times we can be idealistic about our morning ritual. We can think, wow, I really need one hour, two hours, three hours in order to do this. And that's great if you do. But especially when times are tough and you're not sleeping well, Uh, maybe you have a new baby in the house, maybe you're in the midst of a move or a big work project, or you're facing an illness within yourself or an illness with a friend or family member, it's going to be harder to take that time for yourself. Because the thing is, when when we're in crisis, usually the first thing to go is our self-care. And with that, we, we have things backwards. At first, it can make sense. Oh, well, I am in a financial crisis or I'm having a health crisis or my, you know, my mother is having a health crisis. I need to go care for her. We can think that then it's just, it's self-indulgent to take this time for ourselves at the start of the day that we really, we can't afford to do that. Really, we can't afford not to. And the truth is that life is constantly changing and life is always going to serve up challenges. And there's always going to be aspects of ourselves that are suffering. So we need to develop the tools and the inner resources to work with those things throughout the course of our lives in ways that are realistic. Being realistic is really the key. So when I was in my 20s, I was a real enthusiast about spiritual practice. I would spend three, four hours a day practicing yoga and meditation. 
as I entered my 30s, now I'm in the last year of my 30s, I started to build my career more, writing books, uh, being more engaged in the world, and I found I had less time for a morning practice, maybe one, two hours. And when I moved through my life crisis last year, I had a very humbling experience. It was the first time in my life where during that first month of it, I couldn't do my practice. I was so shaken inside that I couldn't just sit and do my meditation. I couldn't be at home and do my yoga practice in the way that I was used to. And that was really startling for me because I have been a practitioner for 20 years. I, I teach this stuff. It's my career. It's, it's my vocation. It's my passion. So I had to be creative and find ways to stay engaged in the practice for that first month when I was in really deep shock. And then as the year went by last year, I was still trying to find a new normal after a relationship ended. I had a big move. I lost my dog. Everything was unfamiliar to me. And I had to spend that year really finding my new rituals, my new way of being in the world. And determining on any given day when I was experiencing a lot of grief or a lot of uncertainty, a lot of chaos in my outer environment, I needed to figure out what are the core practices that are going to help me come back to myself if I haven't really slept the night before. If, so if I need to sleep in in the morning and then work all day, what are the core practices that are going to help me come back? And that's what I want us to explore here together today, because it's not about quantity, it's about the quality. So take a moment with me and reflect back on how you woke up this morning. Just feel back to, if you can remember even your first thought, your first feelings inside. And then from there, the first actions that you took, maybe in the first 15, 30, 45 minutes of your day, can you just reflect back? What did you do first? Did you go to the bathroom? Did you brush your teeth? Did you feed the dog? Did, were you woken up by your child? And then reflect on where was your attention during that time? So was your attention lodged in your head? Were you worrying about things? Were you thinking forward as to what you had to do in the day? Were there kind of negative, quote unquote, negative thoughts going through of, I have so much to do. I'm so scared about this. I'm so nervous about this. This isn't going to work out the way that I want. Where, what was the overall feeling tone? of your being as you woke up and as you moved through this first hour of your morning. And then notice, how does that feel to you? Does it feel ideal? Maybe it does. Does it feel like, wow, that's not really, if today was the last day of my life, that's not really how I would have liked to have woken up this morning. So think about, here's the thing, we all wake up in the morning feeling 
confused, feeling full of doubt, feeling afraid about certain things that are happening. But we often don't talk about this with each other. So what I want to offer here to you today is to create a morning ritual, not to be some perfected version of yourself or not to do it because you hear it's the good thing to do or, or to just constantly improve upon yourself. But how can you have a morning ritual that will allow you to compassionately work with these very human feelings that we all wake up with of worry, doubt, fear, So you can be a good friend to yourself at the start of your day. So you can be a good mother to yourself at the start of your day. So you can get off on the right foot and be the person that you need to be for the people that you love, for the people that you work with, for the people that you serve. So my invitation to you is have a first thought practice. So when you wake up, when you come into consciousness in the morning, or as you're shifting into consciousness, is there a prayer? Is there a poem? Is there a phrase? Is there an intention that you can ritualistically recite to yourself? There's a series of phrases and an intention from the Buddhist tradition that I recite every morning and that I give to my students also invite them to recite that. We recite it at the start of a practice. And I encourage people to do it just before you even get out of bed in the morning, internally, to establish a sacred view of the day, to remember this could be the last day of my life, truly, and what's most important. As we want to start to think about our rituals, I encourage women to have morning rituals and evening rituals. Again, these don't need to be fancy. They don't need to take a lot of time. It can even just be a few minutes if that's all that you have. And it can be done laying in bed. It can be done in the shower. It can be done while you're boiling the water for your tea or your coffee. So these these rituals create bookends for our days of sacredness. So no matter what happened during that day, we can put them in the context of these are here for me to grow, to open my heart, to discover more of who I am and to be more authentic, to be more open, honest, and vulnerable with myself and others. So the first thing is that first thought practice. And then the other thing is how can we shift our attention from here down to here? And the first thought practice usually helps with that. But what would it be like to relive your morning today from the place of devotion? Um, instead of just having tunnel vision of worrying about things and kind of projecting forward into the future from your mind, if you moved into the day from a place of just whole body wonder and whole body devotion and openness, just feeling the light in the room touch your body when you wake up, feeling your body move through space as you go to the bathroom as you walk into the kitchen, as you greet the people in your home, if you live with your family or other people, to bring us into our feminine self at the start of the day. And then to determine what I call our minimum effective dose. 
So what is the, what is the absolute minimal thing that you could do that's going to bring you back to yourself if you only have a short amount of time each day? So ideally, in my own practice and in the practices that I teach, I recommend having um, journaling. I recommend having meditation. I recommend some form of prayer, which could be combined with meditation. I recommend some yoga or another conscious embodiment practice, not, not a practice that's going to make us try to control our bodies, but actually feel our bodies and process and digest life and emotions through our bodies. So that could be yoga. It could be Tai Chi. It could be a meditative hike or a walk. It could be ecstatic dance, but to choose what that is for you. And I also recommend yogic breathing or pranayama to really wake up our energy body. And on an ideal day, there's time for all these things. On most days, there's not most likely if you're, especially if you're just getting started or if you're moving through a really challenging or transitory period in your life. And that's why we have retreats. Retreats are a time when we can just fully immerse ourselves in these practices. When we have all day to do these practices and really just fill up that inner well. But again, we're being realistic and we're looking at what's available in the day to day. So out of those things or something else that you have, what is the thing that's going to bring you back to yourself the fastest? What's your minimum effective dose? So I invite you to contemplate that, to, again, be realistic about what you're going to select for yourself. Again, it could be 5, 10, 15-minute practice. Usually 15 minutes is the minimum that I recommend to because that's that shifts our energy body if we do 50, just 15 minutes of practice so is it going to be 10 minutes of meditation and maybe a yin yoga pose is it going to be 15 minutes of journaling some combination of that um, five minutes of meditation and 10 minutes of dance just turning on some music and dancing and just having that on a day when you don't have time for much else the other thing I want to share with you before we close today is to really look at the difference between motivation and inspiration. So motivation is usually something that comes from the outside in. Like if you do a 30 day yoga challenge, for instance, and it's like there's an external structure that helps you to motivate and wake up every day and do a yoga practice and get in a groove. But eventually that, mot that motivation is transitory. And we need to find the inner capacity to bring ourselves to want to do these things every day. We need that inspiration. We need that divine impulse that's like, yes, I have to do this. This feeds my soul. Like I was saying, the morning ritual is like breakfast for your soul. I can't live without this. So someone else can't, can't prescribe that to you, can't say, this is the thing that's going to feed your soul. This is the thing that's going to inspire you. That's something that, that you need to discover, that you need to determine, that you need to explore. And it might be different from anything that I'm saying. It might be different from anything that you've ever heard anyone else is doing. But what's going to bring you back to yourself? What's going to bring you back to a place of, of wonder and excitement and a sense of inner safety, regardless of what's going on around you. 
So I recommend doing these things in communities somehow, getting support from friends, getting support from teachers, from mentors. We're not really meant to, to do these things alone. And friend power is more powerful than willpower. So we need connection, we need community, even though you're gonna be doing these things solo. So thanks so much for joining. If you have questions or comments, please post them below. I'd love to hear from you. And I'm gonna be doing uh, four more of these classes, three more actual teaching classes, and then one Q&A at the end over the course of the next month. So the next one's gonna be this coming Tuesday. All right, so thank you all so much for joining. Much love and many blessings. Bye for now. If you're curious about how to live these teachings in your daily life, come explore the She School, a safe haven to help you make your spiritual connection a priority in the year ahead. It provides the mentorship and monthly retreats you need to place what matters most at the heart of your everyday. Over our nine months together, you'll receive mentoring, practices, teachings, and incredible support from me and our entire community to help you integrate daily, weekly, and monthly rituals into your life, customized for your unique personality, goals, life situation, and available time. She School is the very best way to integrate the practices and principles that you're discovering here in this chaotic calm series, right into your own busy and sacred life. It's the fullest evolution of my life's work in yoga, meditation, lifestyle, and women's spirituality and empowerment. And I've been running some version of it since 2011. Last year, we had over 100 women join us from 17 countries around the world. And I can't wait to share this year's program with you. But here's the thing, it only starts once a year and that's coming up in just a few weeks. So if 2017 is your year to make self-care your top priority, come on over and explore everything at theshe-school.com. And until next time, thank you so much for being part of our sisterhood. And I'm sending you my heartfelt support.